me and the Lord, we got an understanding. We're on a mission from God. Yeah, man, on a mission from God. It's Aaron, Dave, and Patrick on the Rock Salt Musecast Experience. I would say, DP, we got cheeky today, mate. <laughs> We're putting the band back together. Forget it. Don't wait. We're on a mission from God. Aaron, the band this week. All the way from Arkansas, Big Rev. Me and Elwood. Putting the band back together. Ma'am, you got to understand that this is a lot bigger than any domestic problems you might be experiencing. Would it make you feel any better if you knew that what we're asking Matthew to do is a holy thing? You see, we're on a mission from God. You nailed that post, Aaron. I'm very proud of you. Oh. Finally, after after two years, (laughs) I get a compliment. Now you're going to put me right back in the joint. They're not going to catch us. We're on a mission from God. So write it down backwards with lipstick on the bathroom mirror. Celebrate it this time every year. It's Big Rev Day. (laughs) 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. No, the big rev from England, though. (laughs) It's not the big rev from England. Right here in the USA. Our big rev is from Arkansas. The pirate state. Yar. Arkansas. Arkansas. Oh, man. Mysterious ways. Yeah. Yep. Strike up the band, Sal. You know, God does uh. work in mysterious ways. Big Rev's got another show on August 27th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder who he could be playing with. I, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, just hope that bus gets to Arkansas. <laughs> Why you guys got to keep bragging on my bus, man? She's a good girl. She's a good she, girl. Oh, yes. Well, this the, one is. This one is. <laughs> they both were. <laughs> okay. Black Betty was a good girl. Yeah, she's named after my grandmother, who is since deceased. So, Seriously? Yeah, she's fantastic. Okay. Absolutely. It wasn't the uh, Black Oak, Arkansas song, Black Betty. No. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. And no, my grandmother is not black. I just named her Betty, and the bus was black. So. Wobak Betty, bam, bam. All right. Yeah. Well, we're recording on July, June 3rd, and June 4th is a very special day. Oh, it's special, all right? Like window licking special. Yeah, that's the day we're going crabbing. That's right. Tomorrow. <laughs> They're talking about prostitutes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> because the, cra- the crabbing we're doing down is in the uh, Bay Area. So yes. definitely no, no. no. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, as we talked a few months ago, I was supposed to be there right now. Yeah, that would have been a great birthday present for you. It would have been. Would have been. Been I would fantastic. love to catch. I would love to catch crabs with you guys. <laughs> Isolated. Yes. Isolated, Aaron. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> what was that, Patrick? I'm putting I that love... in. I'm putting that in the board. That's right. <laughs> you heard what I said, and I said what I meant. Hey, at least you stand by what you say. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a very special uh, day tomorrow on Sunday, June fourth. Yes. Correct. That's... It's a. Uh, yes, it's... You... It's Patrick's birthday. How old are you? 12? 13? I will be 28. Okay, 28. Well, Again. You still have some maturity to grow into there. Absolutely. I'm like <laughs> our president, our commander-in-chief. I still poop myself. <laughs> hey, do you speak- fall, too? Do you fall down every once in a while? 
I plan on it right as soon as I get off here. <laughs> I'm gonna leave my desk and face plant. Yeah, uh, yeah. That as I a- as I as I salute my door because I think it's a person. <laughs> that was a hard, hard fall, wasn't it? That I mean, was, like no, that kind of hurt me. No, that wasn't a hard fall. Well, for for an 80 year old man, it was probably a hard fall. Yeah. But I mean, well, you know what? Yeah. Uh, everybody's been pointing out what I I find funny about it is. Uh, his hoof shoes? Well, besides that. But, you know, a few years ago when Trump tiptoed down the stairs to make sure he didn't fall, uh, somebody played a, a clip of the uh, the media. I mean, and it was long going on about, well, we just don't know his health status. And right. we, we it's all a secret. We really don't know what's going on with President Trump. And, you know, look at the way he went down the stairs. And, um, and then they play a clip of the media now. And, well, President Biden uh, tripped over a sandbag. It, it's, yeah, it's they really talk about him like, yeah, yeah, they talked about him like he's freaking Schwarzenegger in his prime. It's like, what? <laughs> Don't go in there. There's a sandbag in there. Yeah. So, Get down now. So they're upset that Trump tiptoed down, but uh, not upset that, that Biden almost rolled off the stage. So whatever. Um, you know, we got what we got. We got to suffer, what, another... 18 months of this or so two years uh yeah well you know i i've got my christmas chain my construction paper chain and i'm pulling <laughs> off of one for each oh, day yeah. man each day huh? oh, i can't wait can't wait until election day 24 all right happy birthday patrick happy thank birthday. you sir I'm not, I'm not singing to you no, but uh it's a disappointment yeah well all right here we go no no, <laughs> no! Come on! I was hoping for some of that Backstreet Boys, "New Kids on the Block," "Happy Birthday" song from Dave. Uh, some doo wop type stuff. Ooh, ah. I, Dude, I just want—I just wanted to melt in my office right now. All right, so. no, I—I'm—I'm I'm on the fence, but no, it's not. No, I'm just gonna. I wanted to feel like it. John Mayer was singing me "Happy Birthday." Well, then you know? I, I mean. I think you should uh, send a message to John Mayer and ask him to sing it for you. <laughs> Dear John. Oh, man. Uh, it's Patrick again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought I blocked this guy. <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, I hear, I hear Ed Sheeran is like, you know, going out and playing songs at schools and stuff. So good for him. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I, I would be uh, comfortable with the soulless ginger singing me happy birthday. That's all. <laughs> Saying I don't I don't know how what implications that have has on my uh, eternal resting place. So, well, we found you something kind of cool. I thought, right, Dude. Aaron? Oh, Everybody's I, just silent, yeah, but you I, know. No, I, I, so we uh, we we shipped it on out to Kentucky, and uh, you should yeah, have it, went it by now. Car, horse, carriage, <laughs> Pony Express, Pony Express. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, a a carrier pigeon dropped it at my my doorstep <laughs> at around. 2:30 this afternoon. So, yeah. So, so you wanna weird. you wanna rip this thing open? I'm not one Absol- big. I'm not big for fanfare and all that. So, absolutely, absolutely, I do. Now, of course, I've taken the initial packaging, the uh, initial packaging off of it. So you're okay. gonna have to, you're gonna have to give me a moment. And of course, like, I, I understand. You know the nerd that I am. Oh yeah. So I saw I got, this, and I had to get it for you. So so there's there's that. And it's a huge Batman fan. It's coming in this nice black, unsuspecting tin here. But here we go. 
and just uh I mean he's speechless. Yeah. Finally. I did it. Finally. <laughs> I, think I, he's this gonna, is a, I think he's gonna cry. <laughs> uh, definitely not gonna cry, but this is definitely uh this is definitely above and beyond though, gentlemen. Oh. I mean, this thing is freaking this is this is absolutely amazing. Well because hey, Dave and I talk a lot off the air about how we collect silver and um and things like this and, and so and batman and nerd stuff yeah. and i mean this is absolutely uh it, this is amazing it's a silver it's, batarang but it it's absolutely but Go it's ahead. like uh it's like uh, i don't know how they do it laser infused computer inf i don't know but it's black on one side silver on the other so the black part is like laser infused on it and it reflects like it's fantastic isn't it yes and actually it really smells like california i can smell the gay on this <laughs> i mean it's like oh he had to go there well I, it, I asked for the rainbow one but they didn't send it yeah well this thing honestly i mean guys dude this thing is is amazing um Dude, I I'm absolutely in awe of this thing. This is this is this is definitely going to find a spot. Um, maybe I mount her right here somewhere. It's where she's always just visible because this is definitely a a, uh, a prize to be mounted somewhere. Well, so. just so you're welcome. And just so you know, I had to get one for myself too because they're so fantastic. Dude, I mean that, that really is that's awesome. I got to figure out where to mount this thing. See, he's got his. Yeah, there's mine. Still right in the there. box. Mine's all sealed. Nice. Yeah, I won't open that. Nice. Mine. My um actually mine might go right up there with my Eagle Globe and Acre from the Marine Corps. That's how like that's wow. Awesome this is. wow. And see, now so, I'm impressed. Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah. We might we might or I'm gonna find a way to package these two together up here. So awesome. That's actually that's from straight from boot camp, by the way. So is it really? Yeah. Awesome. Hey, speaking of if you don't mind me shifting gears here, I I, did, them. I, I sent you personally a uh, link to a video. I asked you had seen it, and you said yes. Um, About I, those Marines, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't have the story in front of me, so I don't know all the details and everything, but some, some mm, I, they're not even protesters, just hooligans and thugs. And, 40 teenagers yeah, attacked three Marines. Kicked the... Yeah, out of them. I mean... You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, disgraceful. Disgraceful. And the thing about it is, though, I mean, I guarantee you, and just, just knowing the code that we live by, um, these men that, that got jumped and just beat down by these, these like you said, hooligans, man, um, they probably showed every form of restraint until they couldn't. And honestly, unfortunately, that's probably, it was probably too late when they started to try to retaliate um, before they got bloodied and bruised and beaten um but i mean i i, I mm, well man. you know i don't know how much i, I mean I, it doesn't matter how much training or anything you've gone through to for self-defense or fighting or anything like that when you got i, I you said 40 i don't know how many were there but when it was got, 40 when you are severely outnumbered 40 to 3 yeah. um yeah there's only one way that's gonna go but i guarantee you there's the majority of them 40 that knew that they got into something. I guarantee you those three Marines, they left their impression. I guarantee it. What do you mean? Like the, the, those, some of them 40, I'd say the majority of them are walking around hurting saying, man, that was a mistake. 
something's broke, something is is just bruised, something is just not in the place it should be. They got an elbow sticking somewhere. I, I promise you that. Mm. So. Yeah, I, that was going to be one of my questions. Not that I'm uh, not that I'm uh, advocating for any violence or anything like that. I've got to always run the disclaimer. Um, but just a, a curious question. Now that, uh, um, and I'm asking you as Marine, now that this video is out there, what might happen if, I don't know, a group of Marines encounters one of these guys on the street? Is it just going to be like, uh, forget about them, or is it going to be stop and, and talk to them? I can't speak for the um, active duty Marines, but I, get, I can guarantee you those um, uh, retired or um, um, not in service Marines right now, you run across, the, I, I promise you now, because we don't have, the only thing we have to live by is society's norms. And uh, like, I mean, where I'm in Kentucky, if something like that was to happen and me and my boys got together and decided to do that vigilante justice stuff, uh Saying there's a high possible probability that cheeks would be turned and be like, "Oh, we saw nothing." Mm. Just saying, just saying. Yeah, I'm not. So, uh, I'm not calling for any violence, clearly. But I, do, I am. I because it's no, my brothers. I, I, I have. For, okay, you're gonna. He's like, you just got it canceled. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get me banned, man. Um, uh, the but the, um, uh, I do know that the Marines are a tight family. Uh, and you, uh, once a Marine, always a Marine. That's why I don't say former Marine, ex-Marine. If, if anything, if I want to accentuate, uh, I will say former just to show that you're right. not active anymore, but, um, right. you're always active. So, I mean, that's the only reason why I say former, but once a Marine, always Marine. Um, and absolutely. And, uh, that's a tight, I, I don't even want to say brotherhood cause you got sisters in the, in the Marines as well. Right. Yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, okay. brotherhood is a brotherhood. I mean, it's family. It's family. Uh, that's I, where I, I was going. It's family. I, I could run into a guy that served in in sixty three, and we would automatically be family. We're we're uni united. We're knitted together. And even if you don't say like a certain marine, if you saw him uh, on the ground in the fetal position, absolutely. Kicked, where would you There's go? No question. No question. Mm. No question. Now I guarantee you he wouldn't be being kicked no more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I understand, uh, some people not getting involved nowadays because, uh, you don't know how violent it could become. Uh, Aaron and I had a situation last night, uh, in the parking garage. Uh, someone was harassing their, uh, girlfriend and, uh, no. we ended up calling the cops, but I was like, Nope, stay here, stand here. I want to see this. Wait, you know, uh, it was mostly for, it wasn't my, my, uh, you know, stop and look at the train wreck thing. It was more, I want to make sure she didn't get hurt. Right. You yeah. know? Because this was a guy that was like 6'5". Yeah, he was a big guy. A big guy. And, and she was like 5 foot tall, 100 pounds. Yeah. And so, uh, luckily when we called, they were um, already the, uh, on their way. The authorities were on their on, on their way. And we kind of went back to see. To make sure everything's cool. And, uh they had arrived yeah um, whatever snitches get stitches boys now you're on a list <laughs> oh, well, put me on the list i would rather know that i called the cops and helped that 
gal out that night than to read the news the next morning and find out that he he beat her to death or something absolutely so i couldn't i well i couldn't say i couldn't live with myself but i i would definitely have regret if i didn't act and but what i said to aaron was you know uh with my bum knee and all i'm not i can't defend myself so me walking over there and even asking her if she was okay could escalate into something that i couldn't get my way out of so that's why i had to stand back and that's why i i i think that a lot of people stand back is because they don't know how violent this could could become um dude that's why you always got to be be prepared to be more violent than what could come you just have to have that mentality to do the escalation of force if it goes here that I'm prepared to go here. Right. If it goes here, then I'm prepared to go here. But see, I, I mean, also know my limitations, and if it escalates, I know I can't go there. So, buddy, it, dude, you gotta be like a snapping turtle. If you can't beat him, bite him, bro. <laughs> I mean, you gotta start taking limbs. If you're on uh, the if you're on the ground and dude's got got you straddled, like boom. I mean, him or me. Ah, I'm like he, freaking. I, I am a firm believer in if you are in any kind of a street fight or anything, which hopefully you're not, it's not legal, don't do it, but Yet. if for some reason it is brought to your door. Just uh, call me Tyler Durden. I, I Who's that? What do you mean, who's that? Who's Tyler Durden? Aaron? Nope. Fight Club? Tyler Durden? Oh, oh, okay. oh sorry. Okay. All right. <sighs> You know I'm bad with names. All right, so um, all I yeah all I I had this conversation well, you know with the my son. About Fight Club. We don't talk about Fight right. Club, so that's why Tyler we lost who? the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it says don't talk about Fight Club. It didn't say anything about not talking about Tyler Durden. All right, so. <laughs> but I did I did tell my son that hey, if it's brought to your door, be prepared to fight dirty because that other guy is definitely going to fight dirty. So don't. Don't do the, oh, you know, uh, no hitting below the bat. No, you do what you got to do to finish that fight. And I don't mean, I do not mean, like, killing somebody or anything like that. I mean defending yourself so you can get away. Dude, in my opinion, every aggressive act toward me is, a, is an act to end my life. And I will defend myself and my property and my family accordingly. I, I agree. And I'm just trying to... I'm trying to make it clear that I am not advocating for just flat out violence everywhere. That's not right. What no, I'm that, saying. that's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm that's talking ridiculous. in self defense. Well, the problem, absolutely. I just, you know, the the guys who uh, started this country did not want to do what they did, but they said, "Well, we have one last resort," and yep, you know, and, and again, that's when I would say, "Hey, you know, when that's your last resort, you use it." But before then. You be rational, talk it out, try to come to a peaceful resolution before. Um, well, it, you, it's it's yeah. like Bobcat said. Yeah, the guy that comes up screaming in your face, "I'm gonna kill you," is he's not gonna kill you. The guy that comes up and talking calm and soft, yeah, I'm gonna kill you later. Mm, that's See, my, that's a guy that's I, probably gonna kill you. I'm I'm gonna go biblical on this because David didn't walk into the fight against Goliath all talking and chatting. He picked up five stones, yep. said, look, I'm going to come at you, come at you. I'm taking you down, you know, and my God goes before me and he's before he's, he's all the way around me. 
So you can talk all you want to, but here we go. Let's do this. Well, and this reminds me. Uh, I now see. I'm pretty good with fighting with words. I, I like. I don't look for the fight, but if I'm in the fight, I kind of enjoy backing somebody into a corner and and then just, you know, destroying them with my words. Um, I'm pretty good at it, and it reminds me of a time that I was at uh, work, and uh, they tried to pull some shenanigans on me at work, and I. Um, and I, I pulled the boss man aside and I said, let me. Oh, Aaron, you, you bailed on the Zoom. Uh, my Internet went out. Oh, shocker. He, he, he's non-confrontational. So yeah. this didn't. Anyhow, yeah. um, so uh, they tried to pull some shenanigans at work and I pulled my boss aside and I said, what are you trying to do here? And he goes, I don't know. You know, I don't know what's going on. And, and I said, well, you know, I'm pretty sure you do. And I'm going to tell you this right now that. I have information on every single manager here. And uh, if you decide that you're going to proceed with this, it's going to be a fight. And I don't want to fight, bro. I want to get along with you. I want to get along with everybody. But if you're going to bring the fight to my door, I'm going to fight. Now, now it is your choice. What do you do? Well, he decided Dave. he decided he wanted to fight and he lost. Dave Strait released the J6 tapes on his employee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. That's kind of what I did, you know? So, uh, anyhow. Hey, he, really, he released the Epstein client list on his bosses. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it's not, it's not what I like to do, but I'm kind of like that guy that, you know, he doesn't go around looking for the fight, but when he does get in the fight, he enjoys it. That's that's how I am with my words. I, I'm not a physical fighter. Well, power of life and death is in the tongue, Dave. So you, you and it, you'll be held accountable for every idle word. That's what's in the book. But I mean, just just a heads up, just giving you a heads up. But me, as far as far as like confrontation and fight goes, I'm not a puncher. I would rather subdue you and choke you out and make you tap just to embarrass you before I would like to bloody you, you know? I mean, mm. that's just me. See, and, uh, and, and just like you, you said, uh, I like to embarrass you, but right. By I want you, you. I, I want you to completely submit to, just to be like, okay, bro, no, <laughs> no more. And so, I mean, I will choke you. I will have you in an arm bar that you make you think of your shoulders coming right off your body. You know, um, Rowdy Roddy Piper, talked about on his podcast one time bubblegum bubblegum and butt kickings yes yeah. we went over this well no and this is kind of along the same lines he but he uh he told a story about being out with andre the giant another wrestler this was early on in their careers and they were traveling to shows together you know one would rent a car and they'd all travel together so uh they were out at a bar or something like that and andre is just so big that it wasn't uncommon for people to want to fight him. And Andre's a, a big, gentle giant. And so he knew what he could do to people. He didn't want to hurt them. And these guys were just uh, just harassing these wrestlers at their table. And they, um, uh, they went to pay the check. Andre went outside. The guys were outside, and when Rowdy Roddy Piper got to the car, uh, Andre had flipped the car over. <laughs> and, but 
you it's see like picking a fight with a wood chipper. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't understand the the picking a fight with Marines, picking a fight with wrestlers, picking a fight with UFC fighters. You're going to lose. Well, I mean, if those guys had come one on one at those Marines, they would have lost. They had to come absolutely. 40, 40 versus three, 40 versus three. I really do wish this was like the um, um, uh, Sands of Iwo Jima flag raising ceremony for these three Marines. I really do. I wish they were just standing on a mountain of teenagers raising a flag saying, say something again. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's not. Yeah. I mean, it is and what it is. It's not the world we live in, clearly, uh, Daniel Penny. So, Patrick, <sighs> happy birthday, my brother. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it. <clears throat> enjoy Thank the, you so much. Enjoy the batarang. I'm going to. Awesome. Actually, I'll probably throw it at my kid later. Nice. <laughs> nice. Plus, it's a nice investment. Yes. Yes, uh, I get I get to uh, throw a batarang for the first time in my life at my child and have the um, the uh, potential growth in monetary value. There so, you go. Win-win. Win-win-win. Win, win. That's right. All right. Happy birthday, Patrick. Happy birthday. All right. Thanks, so, guys. Rocksaw Musecast Experience. Rocksaw Musecast Experience with Aaron Tay, Patrick, and Jermaine on a mission from God. Rocksaw Musecast Experience. Aaron Tay, Patrick. Oh, yeah, we're back in the black. It's ADP. Yeah. ADP in the house. There you go. Because <laughs> I got to get... Get some. I got to get them in when I can. Hey, we got a very special guest today. All the way from Arkansas. Right? Big Big yes. Rev. Big Rev in right. the house. Woo. What's up? From I call Arkansas the pirate state. No. Oh, Really? Arkansas. Oh, Ar okay. I got it. Okay. Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patrick likes to dress up like Steve the Pirate on weekends. Yes. <laughs> who is Steve the Pirate? I don't even know who's what Steve the Pirate. You never saw Dodgeball? Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I know you're that's that's wow. like a throw. That's you can dodge a wrench. Right you can there. dodge a ball. Yeah. That's, yes. the movie. That's, that's the one with Vince Vaughn and Vince Stiller. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. And uh, probably one of the greatest like little cameo things from uh, Jason Bateman. He was so oh, funny yeah. in that movie. I love Jason Bateman. I'm sorry. Yeah, I he's do. funny. I just love Jason Bateman. That yeah, dude's funny. Anyhow, uh, we didn't come here to talk about Jason Bateman. We came here to talk about Big Rev. How's it going, brother? Sure we did. Uh, it's going good, brother. Just I can't complain at all, man, other than my power is out because it was storming down here. But other than that, I'm still here. You yeah, get they a have storms in Arkansas? <laughs> yeah, we sure do. I, hey, look, our weather here is bipolar. Like, seriously, <laughs> it, 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 it really is. <laughs> Yesterday it was like almost 100 degrees. Today it's stormy and rainy. So kind of like some of my girlfriends. I was getting ready to tell Aaron that <laughs> Arkansas is a geographical anomaly that no weather ever happens. It's just yep. there. Really? Yep. Is Arkansas just kind of there? Is it one of the states that's just there? Yar. I mean, what's it famous for? I guess is a better way to ask this question. What's famous? Oh, well, that's the Razorbacks. The Razorbacks. Okay, the, the yeah. local college team, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it, well, see, uh, he, he just included, hey, see, this is how much Dave knows. Yes. He just said the Arkansas Raisin, Razorbacks were the local college team. Like, <laughs> Arkansas is just, well, we, it's just all local. It's you know, just one, uh, you know, you know, Patrick, I was really kind of proud of how I pulled that off and made it sound so eloquent. And it you wasn't just, eloquent. Like, you just, no, like, it, no. 
We just, it wasn't eloquent at all, no, Dave. The, all, right. all the people from Arkansas that, are, that would be watching this just turned it off. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just turned it off. But I'm from, Cali- know, I'm from California. What do I know? What, what, you know, you could have wore Alabama Crimson Tide shirt, and that would have been, you know, almost as bad as saying, are they the, like the local team? They're like the local guys, right? <laughs> That like the local high school football team rolling in <laughs> on Friday Night Lights. Yeah, Come are on. you are you a Razorbacks fan, Big Rev? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I'm a Razorback fan. Okay. And Big I'm Rev. not like one of them. I'm not one of them crazy Razorback fans though. Like like a lot of people around here are. What's you know? a crazy Razorback fan? Oh. Uh, going to a Texas. I uh, heard a story. A guy went to a Texas game with a shirt off with a pig drawn on his stomach with a hog hat on and was screaming, who's your daddy to everybody. So, oh. yeah. Yeah. yeah it honestly sounds scary. like Kentucky. So, I mean, it's like, <laughs> I was going to say, feel, feels like home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a lot of games that I've been at. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you are a, uh, you're doing a hip hop rap thing. Right. Yes. But you've been doing this for a while. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. Um, how'd you How'd you get it? Your dad was a preacher man. No, no, my dad was actually a country country. Oh, singer. okay. Yeah, he he. Uh, back in the eighties, uh, late early nineties, he traveled with John Anderson and Doug Stone, um, and he played with them for a while, opening up for him and then everything, and then. He got into the show called Ozark Mountain Music Show in Rogers, Arkansas, up in Northwest Arkansas, um, and he headlined that for four years, I believe. And uh, so he was in bands all his life. So, and then he was the truck driver too. In between, um, that was my first introduction into music. Now, it is crazy because he he was a country singer, and then of course I do rap. Um, but my inspirations for music started with like classic rock eagles journey def leppard um sticks um just i could go on and on and on and it wasn't until about probably too well i probably that's too late probably around 1995 when i kind of got into hip-hop music uh the tupacs biggie smalls um run dmc um, you know, those kind of guys. So favorite, yeah. favorite hip hop artist of the past, favorite hip hop artist of the past would have to probably be Tupac. Tupac, you big Tupac fan. Yeah. Huh? yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Not so much any, not so much anymore, I guess. Cause the older I get, I mean, honestly, it's weird because I really don't listen to hip rap music. I know it sounds crazy, but I really don't listen to a whole lot of it unless it's Christian now. Mm-hmm. But growing up, Tupac was one of my favorites growing up. So you know, I uh, I grew up with a lot of uh, uh, you know rock bands. As I, I don't like using the word heroes, and they're definitely not my idols. But uh, I was a fan of a lot of hair bands, and uh, it, it's hard to. Well, some of it, it's not that hard to just go. I'm not listening to that anymore because you realize how bad yeah. it was. But uh, some of it, it's it's hard to let go. Of, oh, of those old sure. influences, and and but, every once in a while you turn it on, and you're like, yeah, I kind of enjoy that. But if you really listen to the roots of of what Tupac was saying in his music, though, it was it was legitimately sound, and and a lot of it had a really decent message. 
So, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, just, just because, uh, I mean, a little profanity here and there, I mean, and not that I, not that I'm excusing uh, the use of profanity, but I mean, honestly, man decides what's profane, you know, but I mean, Tupac had a really good take out the East coast, West coast crap. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, well, you know, I he, mean, was, he was from Northern Cal. So I guess, you know, I can relate in a little different way than you two can, as far as, you know, I'm in Northern Cal, so it's because you're black, yeah. isn't it? Uh, I'm not even touching, <laughs> not even touching that one, bro. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but he was he was uh, Pac was one of the smartest guy. He went to the Baltimore School of Arts back when he was younger. Yeah, and and everything, and then he and then when he moved to California is when he turned into the to the gangster Pac. Yeah, well, you know, if you've then, ever been to toward, Oakland, you'll know why. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty much a little bit of backstory on the people that I like. I mean, I've got a uh, to this day, I've got a big poster of Freddie Mercury on my wall here in the living room. I'm a and, big, I'm a big fan of Freddie. Yeah, and Prince. Prince is one of the greatest guitar players ever. But you're talking uh, about you're talking about a couple of guys that uh, uh, you know. I mean, uh, I'll embellish just a little bit, but. Uh, God came down personally and handed them their talent. They were that talented. Oh, I, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%, man. You know, uh, how they used it is up to them. You know, I know that uh, uh, Prince was very into his faith, whether, you know, it got him into heaven or not. I, I won't yeah. know until I get there. But uh, you got to say something about a guy who's, you know, living that kind of life and still dedicated to his faith i guess is is a clean way of saying it yeah yeah you mentioned uh some christian artists uh that you kind of yeah. listen to who, who are your favorites now uh well my favorite band is on my shirt okay <laughs> okay uh, no, as, far, uh, as far as rap groups rap, rap, oh rap groups rap. uh yeah. man um a lot of people like when you ask them, you know, who's your favorite rapper, Christian rapper, everybody wants to say Lecrae. Of course, that comes first to mind. But mine, honestly, uh, is a guy named Andy Minio. Okay. Um, and then you've got uh, a no guy way. named Bizzle. That's, that's Aaron's favorite, too. Well, I, I, <laughs> say his yeah. name. Yeah, <laughs> say his name. I, I, am, I am a fan of his. Yeah, uh, it's Andy Minio, and then I like Bizzle, and, and he's the head of this place or this place, this uh, record label called God Over Money. And and they're not, they're kind of independent, but they're not, in, it, it's hard to explain. Yeah. Um, they're kind of branching out. They're not out there as much as uh, Lecrae and, and all them guys are. But uh, those are two of the guys that I really listen to a lot when it, when it comes to that. Uh, and then Christian Rock, uh, Seventh Day Slumber, uh, Chaotic Resemblance, 13 Minutes, uh, you know, a bunch of guys like that, and I've been blessed and the privilege to be able to perform with a lot of them guys, also. So, three days under. I've heard they were actually uh, <laughs> last year. Was it them? Was it Faith Stock last year in Huntington, Arkansas? Was y'all we all supposed to be there? Yeah, that's when we lost our bus. <laughs> yes. I okay. Knew, what's great I knew is, you were going crazy, there. It came full yeah. circle. Me and Fox, Rev and Fox, are, are, we actually had to fill that spot. So we got to perform there at Faith Stock. 
and with a bunch of like spoken and 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 uh theity and all them kind of bands yeah that was our so, big that was our big crescendo show that we didn't get we weren't able to make man so, so yeah uh, it's well almost, that's kind of it's cool though i mean how it comes full circle now i'm talking to you yeah so it's, it's almost cool. it's almost uh, like watching big rev with a big pillar of salt pouring it on patrick <laughs> oh. right now <laughs> Not at all, but no, no, not, not at all. Because the only thing that see this, this is how God works. He provided him an opportunity that we could not contract. There you go. I I mean, I'm just making jokes. He he put people where they were supposed to be, but (laughs) it was funny because I was getting ready to ask you how close to Harrison you were. And so, yeah, because we're going to be back. I got the good fights in Huntington, Arkansas. Oh yeah. Huntington. Yeah. It's about 30 minutes from Fort Smith. So, and, and I'm actually, I've got a solo show there June 11th. June 11th. So, yeah, I saw that. Because yeah. um, yeah. we're, I, I caught, I got a hold of Travis. I was like, look, man, we owe you a show. And so, when do we, when do we need to come out? And he said, August 27th. You good for that? And so, yeah, we're, we're going to be out there to make up. Oh, man. Awesome. I'll make, I'll make I sure I'm out there. I think it's us and Aaron Michaels. And um, I'm going to, you, I, I'm going to talk to Travis. You, uh, you want to, Hey, you want to do your thing? I I gotta I gotta I gotta. Yeah, an brother, idea. totally. Yeah, just let him know, man. I'm I'm down. I got an yeah, idea I'll that just uh, popped into my head, guys. Oh crap! Yeah. <laughs> hey, why don't you do like a I don't know like a sabotage cover or something like that? Oh, that's Beastie Boys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a it's a thought. I, I mean, just <laughs> hey, just an idea. Yeah, oh, you just you just sabotage the idea. Oh. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be sabotage; it could be something else. I just yeah. I was yeah, trying we're gonna to do think actually of... actually we're gonna do killing in the name of. Oh, and then, that's uh, a good one too. It's not a good one for a Christian event when it comes to the breakdown with the f you. I won't do what you tell me, Dave. That is a terrible <laughs> idea. Let me come on. Yeah. Hey, let me let me help you out with that right now, Patrick. Got it. <laughs> Praise God. I'll do what you tell me. There you go. Fill it you in. Just, you just went straight to what people hate about Christian rock or rap music because it just got cheesy. Praise God. I'm just going to do what you tell me. <laughs> Praise God. I'll do what you tell me. Ned Flanders is up there right now. Oakley Doakley. Praise God. I'm going to do what you tell me. I mean. So you got a show June 11th and then you have another show maybe. Uh, August 27th as we destroy this idea here. <laughs> yeah, uh, just, uh, so just, yeah, just holler at Travis and yeah. let him know, brother. So uh, Yeah, I'll get a hold of him. Any other shows you yeah. have uh, this summer? Uh, I'm just trying to, I got one at this cafe. Uh, it's in Hackett. It's a little town. And they got this big stage production. It's called Crocky's Cafe. Um, and then I've got a show called or not called. I got a show at Courage to Change Church here in Fort Smith on August sixth. So, cool. Yeah. Cool. And, and then uh, I'm I'm actually do I'm a special ring announcer at a wrestling event coming up July first here in Alma, Arkansas, which is like 15 minutes from Fort Smith. I'm going to be the special guest ring announcer. So nice. that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I, I want to get into uh, uh, I want to get into wrestling in the next break. Let's well, save I, wrestling I, for the next break. Okay, but um. I, I want to talk about your music, man. You've been doing this for a okay. while. Uh, yeah. Like, like what? Like 20 years or something like that, right? I think this year is 23 years, man. Wow. 23 years. Yeah. I don't know that I've done anything for 23 years. <laughs> Honestly, that's a long time to be doing music. 
Yeah, that's a couple minutes. Yeah. It really is. You know, like, uh, we, we went and saw Striper last night. He said, next year's our 40th anniversary. And, uh, and he's like, where's the time go? And I went, you know, 40 years of doing that job. I mean, I, I've never done a job for 40 years. That's I, I, golfers yeah. clap, you know? Yes. So uh, a lot of dedication, a lot of hard work, right? Yes. And God's graces, man. Totally. Okay, 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 Big Rev. So out of the 23 years of doing this, just so the people listening can can really get, especially these up-and-coming aspiring musicians, rappers, or whatever, out of 23 years, how many heartbreaks would you say you've had of, of at the cusp of breakthrough, at the cusp uh, of being what you thought was um, a success, um, things like that? Because that's a lot of things that people don't talk about. They, they think these quote-unquote overnight successes and yeah. uh, but they don't know the 23 years behind that success right so, oh man so what would you ton, say about tons and tons of heartbreaks man uh, i'm gonna go off and say probably about 15 i mean 15 i mean just just there's so many things i could sit and tell you guys i mean so many things that that i have faced at, at my personal life uh music wise um you know, just things like that. Uh, like I'm raising a special needs child. He has autism, autism. Um, he's the joy of my life. Um, would never change it for anything. But when we first got custody of him, that was a really big, uh, hurdle I had to leap over because I was jumping into something totally new. So I went away from music for music for probably about two years. Uh, when I met my wife and everything, not because I wanted to, because I had to, I had no choice. Uh, the guy that I was recording with at the time just took off, pawned all of our equipment, moved to Little Rock. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, and uh, we're good. We're good now. Uh, we we speak and everything now, but it was just those moments like that. And then there's moments where I get called for shows, and then I, and then people back out because I'm I'm a gospel rapper. I've had doors closed in my face because I'm a so-called rapper. Uh, you know, so there's been a lot of heartache, man. A lot of, a lot of heartache, but there's also been a lot of triumphs, also. Yeah, so. you got to soldier on through that stuff. Yeah, and and the, and the reason I ask that is, is again, just to paint that picture for these people that the thinks, well, all these guys do, they're out there running the roads and they're and they're making this money and it's so easy and they all they got to do is, is is get up there and perform some songs and and it's it's all and they're just doing it for a platform or whatever. Uh, there, there's a lot of pe the things that people don't see behind the curtain is, is like, especially with no. a 23 year career. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot, man, <laughs> a lot. So, but I, I'm still standing here, man. And I'm, I'm still pushing forward. I mean, I've only been, I've been blessed to be, I was with a local record label out of Fort Smith for about two years. And that's the only time that I've actually been on a record label. Right. So, Around here, man, it's, you know, you've got to really like, you, you know, the words where you hear like, oh, it's it's who depends on who hears you, or who sees you or who, you know, is where you're going to how you're going to blow up. Well, around here, it's not really that way. So it's a lot of a lot of people. I hate to say this, but a lot of people are like out, artists are out for themselves only. So. And, and I've and I've got to learn that as the years went by too, man. People that I thought I could trust, and then, well, you know. So, 
you gotta, you gotta, I'm getting feedback. That's why I'm stopping here. But you got a uh, um, song out called On Top. Yes. What's that one about? On Top, that was more of my younger days, man. That was just talking about, you know, back in the day when we are talking about the the hustle and the grind and and uh, just being on top of the game when we were on the cusp of, of this possibly could be a song that could blow up. You know, I got it on the local radio station on Kisser 93 on normal rotation. So at that time, I thought that was just like everything. And it's basically just talking about, you know, being on top of the game, being on top of what I'm doing. Um, it's more of kind of like just kind of boasting, uh, really, basically about what God's done for me and what, you know, what I've done and, and stuff like that. So are you on top of your game? <laughs> well, I'm 41 now. I, I, I want to say that I'm still, I think I'm still up there. All right. <laughs> I, I got a question for you real quick. I mean, are you like us? Like every song that you write, this one's the one. This one is the one. Oh, Even well, yeah. 23 years. Yes, sir, man, for sure. I mean, I've, I've scrapped songs and rewrote them and, and, and everything. And it's still like, this has got to be the one, this has got to be one. And then that's, and that falls in line with a lot of the heartbreak, man. When you think a song is going to be it and then it's just not. And you're like, what is wrong with you people? I poured right. my life. You know? <laughs> so, you know, but so. Well, let's check it out. On top, Big Rev. I'm high on my status, we so good, baby 
Plus we stay in the battle Drop squads for slip Just look around Drop squads for slip We gon' own the town We never fallin' off We done taking a lick We got this thing locked up Like I'm Michael Vick Drop squad is staying on We on top, baby, cuz we hold Stop, never, never gon' stop. Your boys never short, cause I stand so tall. I just gotta be on point like they two Chris Paul. I shoot flow at the flow, just call me a cannon. And I'm wildin' out just like Nick Cannon. This city's my Mariah, and I'm holdin' tight. This city's my soulmate, cause it feels so right. Man, I'm so blessed. God made me into something. If I wasn't blessed by God, I wouldn't be nothing. The mic is my oxygen, and the stage is my wife. I put them two things together, what you got is my life. Let me apologize for what's about to take place. Drop squads, take in the face, taking over the state, it's funny to me, these cats living off one song, they on life support, once a bullet they gone, I'm never gonna stop, I'm never gonna quit, I got three little boys, let my legacy live, drop, squad is staying on the top, we on top baby, we on top baby, cause we hold on, Never, never gonna stop. <laughs>
So okay. I'm still waiting on that. Is this um, your first? You well, know, the first show, the first wrestling show I was a part of was probably about seven, eight years ago. It was called, it was with a wrestling promotion around here called Southern Alliance Wrestling. And I did the theme song for their main face. Nice. His name was Cowboy Outlaw, Outlaw Brian Black, I think his name was. And I got to do a segment where I introduced everyone and this, the, the heel got in the ring and started dra- grabbing the mic from me. And I took it back from him and he grabbed it from me and he finally mouthed something. And then I put him in the rock bottom. <laughs> and, uh, if you can the, smell of, what the yeah. rev is cooking. Yeah. Instead, of, instead of going all the way down though, I just kind of did like a urinagi slam um, and just kicked him out of the ring, which was really awesome. And then and that one, and then this one coming up are the two that I've, I'm going to be doing. Yeah. So, so you were uh, you were gonna go be a wrestler, right? Yes. Yes. You're gonna that be was my this guy. That was my ah, dream. That was your dream. Did that you? Was my dream. Did you go to school or anything for it, or how does that? I, I don't even know what the process is. How does that work? Okay, check <laughs> this out. I, I uh, fell in love with wrestling back in the late '80s. Of course, Hulk Hogan and the Bright Superstars era, man. Yeah, the Macho Man, uh, Andre, yeah. you know, all the, the junkyard dog. The great. Yes. Yeah, yes. Andre. There's and, Andre right there. Yep. So what I did was I just studied it on TV so long. I would write down moves. I would practice on my pillows. As I got older, I started working out. I played high school football. After graduation, I had money saved up to go to the WCW power plant. That was in Atlanta, Georgia mm. at the time. Had the money saved up and everything. Well, my mom ended up buying me a car. Well, I uh, decided to not listen to what she had to say and drive to Ozark. And then on my way home, I totaled the car. Oh, no. So I had to pay her back. And mm. the money only money I had was my wrestling school money. My thought process at the time was I'll pay her back, but then I'll, I'll save it back up. Mm-hmm. I never did. Yeah, that's tough. So I really, I, I lost that dream, man, and and I believe it was God's will because I'm where I am now because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still in the back of my mind. It, it's still like that's why I still watch it like I do. I'm diehard. I I go to the events when they come around here. I mean, it's just I get emotional when I watch it. It's so are because, you? Are I rapid fire AEW or WWE? I'm a WWE man. I, I, I watch now. I watch AEW. Don't get me wrong. I love the Young Bucks. Uh, I, I, I used to. Um, I love the Lucha Bros. I think they're amazing. Um, I'm just a WWE fan, I guess, because I started with WWE. Right, so, I, and I understand that. I understand that. But they they turned around and made McMahon look like J. Jonah Jameson. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> what was that about? Like, who who told know, him man. to dye his hair black and grow a pencil stash? <laughs> I don't know what. As long as he, if he stays away from creative, because I know Triple H is doing that now, but once he creeps back into, if he ever creeps back into creative, man, then that, that's when I'll, I usually, I started watching AEW when the, when Raw and SmackDown was just so boring. Right. Because you know that, I mean, much loved events. He is the reason WWE is where it is today. Um, he, I mean, him and Hulk Hogan, in my opinion, were the ones that created sports entertainment, Andre. Absolutely. Uh, but, but, but Vince's time is up now, man. It, Absolutely. It, it is. Hey, so and Triple H, I think he's took the ship and he's turning it around. So let me ask you, um, because this, 
when when this whole sale of WWE came down, I was really worried. I, I was truly concerned about it because I was like, I love WWE. It's something from my childhood. I just, even though I don't watch it every week now, I still love it. I don't want it to change. And when I always thought it was going to stay in the McMahon family. So when when oh, sure. when he announced that, uh, you know, he was going to sell it, I was like, oh, no, some corporation's going to buy it. They're just going to ruin it. They're going to sanitize it. And eh. and then when I heard Dana White was involved in buying it, I was like, yes. What do you think yeah. about that? What do you think about At Dana first, White? I was like, I was like you. I was nervous. I was a nervous wreck. Um, I'm not a big UFC person. Now, my partner, Fox, that I was performing with, he is. Now, he, that's what he's going to do. Um, wow. But I was never a huge UFC person. Um, but once I found out it was going there, it made me feel better because Dana White is the wrestling fan himself. Right. You know, so it, it, it made me feel better. And then now that I'm seeing what they're, the product is looking like now, it's got so much better, in my opinion. Has it really? I haven't so, watched it. I'm going to have to start watching. Okay, so yeah. um, so the bloodline putting the super kick to Roman Reigns' face. Oh, that was the, that was one of the, that was one of my jump up in the air, like about time thing. Absolutely. I mean, dude, I'm a, I'm a Roman Reigns fan. Only yeah. because, of, only because when my two year old sees the uh, Roman Reigns on the screen, he's like, that's daddy. <laughs> so, <I> mean, <laughs> so, so it's like, daddy wrestle. Yeah, that's me, buddy. I'm a Jackson. I'm a Jack Samoan. <laughs> Every time we look in the mirror, I want to look like Roman Reigns. <laughs> hey, so, I, I don't think there's a person alive that doesn't want to look like Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he's he's awesome, man. I, like I said, I watched him back when he was in NXT, and then he debuted as the Shield. And uh, me and my wife and kids just sat and watched him grow to what he is now. I mean, the longest a thousand days as champion. Dude, I um, dude, I, I love them so. I love them so much more when they're a baby face and they don't turn heel. I mean, it's oh, like, of course. I, who's who's the, who's the girl? Um, Bailey. Dude, she was Bailey, such. Yeah. She was such a great wrestler for the female side and for the younger women, as mm -hmm. far as and a role model. But then she turned heel, and it kind of ruined. It's like, why, why? Sometimes, sometimes what I've got gathered about that is sometimes they when their face runs stales a little bit like Romans. I mean, I loved Roman as a face, but the crowd, these crowds nowadays in this new era. Yeah. They all about the anti-hero type deal. Exactly. It's nothing like it used to be. So when they started booing Roman, I mean, his, then that's when they turned him hill and now he's blown up to be one of the greatest. I mean, him turning hill was one of the best things he did. You know, do you think he'll go, do you think he'll be the hero ever again? Or do you think he's just done? I think they will. I think they'll eventually turn him again after this whole bloodline situation uh, happens. I'm curious to see if they're going to end up making him the face out of this right. and and kind of flipping it out on us, which I think would be cool, you know. Absolutely. It's going to where the Usos and Solo and them are, are good but or, or pointing that way, but then they might flip it on us and, and they all might end up attacking him. So Right, right. You never know. <laughs> Hey, uh, give us one of your, one of your announcer, your in the ring voice. I, I want to hear what you sound like. Oh, okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the ring, Rope Man Ray. Like that. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. I thought I thought yeah, it sounded nice. great. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now these uh these local wrestling events, they get pretty rowdy, don't they? Oh yeah, you get uh you get all kinds of different class of people i will just say that mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I mean, to, to the point where i mean they hate your guts when you leave or you know like just to, they throw things i mean it's just like i said there's no um what do you call it like when you go to the professional shows they have security they have it set up the way they they're right. it's gonna set up. independent shows are a little bit more loose and and it gets a little a little crazy sometimes when you got 80-year-old women up front throwing the shirts off and, and <laughs> doing stuff like that. It's a little, oh, man. You know, I've, watched, little- I've watched videos of local shows where, like, you get the drunk redneck guy in the front row literally haul off and punch the heel. And it's oh, like, yeah, spit on them and everything. Yeah. yeah. Now, let me ask you, though, would you have it any other way? Uh, other than well, the the eighty year old, yeah, okay. <laughs> but but okay. The, but no, but no. I mean, it, it's a it's fun. It, it really is. Like I said, some people, you know, you got to have passion for what you do, you know, or if it's or the or love. And if you don't, then it's just going to be something you dread to do to do. Um, my passion is is I love seeing the crowd and and feeling the crowd and just like entertainers is you know as well as you guys know, is is you feed off that crowd. Mm-hmm. You know? And regardless if you're a wrestler, if you're playing baseball, you're a musician, you know, you feed off that crowd. And once you're inside or in the middle of a really good crowd, that's one thing I love and love about about wrestling. Because well, they can turn it they can turn it upside down, you know. Uh, I I'm oh. I'm starving here over here because I'm not getting fed by my crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a crowd to feed me. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Um, does your does your love of wrestling translate in any of your music? Um. Oh yeah, I say a lot of punchlines about wrestling. Um, uh, like I said, I made a, a a theme song for a wrestler. Um. And on another another note, it also I'm a drama director at my church. So the dramas that we do at church, of course, I incorporate wrestling theme songs. We have our entrances. So if you was to see one of our dramas, you'd be like, "This dude's a wrestling fan." Absolutely, <laughs> dude. So you know, we're gonna, do you do we're some, gonna have to talk? Do you do something ahead, like Dan. the greatest story ever told, where like you know Jesus will you know? Do the slam on on death or something like that. Judas, well, Judas well, is walking up with the Roman soldiers, like what? Yeah, boy. <laughs> we, we've done. We will do us like, um, like when Jesus shows up or whatever. Because there's been a couple uh, shows or dramas that I played the devil, and we'll be up on stage and we'll do the whole circle thing, like we're getting ready to grapple, and we'll point at each other and all that kind of stuff, but. You know, Jesus wins in the end every time. And and I tease with the guys. I go, what about if we do an alternate ending? And I body slam you. <laughs> so, you know, but I, I, I can I'm see I can see Jesus in your play right now, giving you a big chest slap. 
Yeah. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> oh, could you, you, get, you just got Rick Flair by yeah, I was Jesus? Say, could you get Rick Flair? To, could you get Rick Flair to play Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that would be very entertaining. What? Well, very entertaining. Well, maybe though, oh. as you said, you body, you know, you, you Satan body slams Jesus, and it'd be like a Carmen thing, where the champion. Where you start counting backwards and then Jesus gets off yeah. the map. Jesus does the whole Kogan thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so shaking his fists. Oh there you gosh. go. Point. Start poking up. Yeah, exactly. And maybe instead of all Ameri- I'm American, Amazing Grace, if you, is if you, uh, theme song or whatever. If you do this, uh, if you do this play for some reason. Definitely video it. Send it to me. I've got to see it. Oh, oh yeah. for sure. For sure, for sure. <laughs> dude, hey, Rev. Dude, every 4th of July, my family has this big party. And uh, okay. my cousin and I, we're known for our gigantic entrances. Because, I mean, we make a thing out of it. I mean, no, it's <laughs> ridiculously over the top. So I'm probably going to hit you up for a big wrestling intro for this year's. Because uh, we're like the cornhole champions running for like the last seven years. And our, our our name is the Corn Hooligans, and we actually pack around. Um, am I going to knock this down? I don't care if I do or not. Uh, that's us. Wow, there you go. <laughs> so, I mean, oh it's like – And so this year, I'm taking the bus over, and I'm buying, like, this big wireless uh, Bluetooth speaker – but we need our intro music, and we're going to have fireworks, like the big fountains uh, coming out when we're coming off the bus. I think I need to head amazing. out there for the 4th of July, man. I mean, we, we we might need a huge intro uh, intro for that, like a, like a song. That'd be sick. You Just should have a custom Corn Hooligans intro. And you should so, also, uh, for this, you know, for the intro music, you should build a ramp, dude. Build an ramp. an entrance cool. ramp. Dude, we're gonna be walking off the bus like we're straight up gods. Why do we need? Why do we need a ramp? We well, we need we need Big Rev giving us a daggone intro theme, so we're coming out of that thing like boom. Uh, yeah. There you go. Back, back to the drama at church. Is your kids involved in that? I I know you said. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My yeah. My kids are. Um, my oldest was uh, my. I've got five boys. I've got an eighteen year old. I got a seventeen year old. I got a 16-year-old and two 14s. Wow. Your food so, bill yeah. is, like, outrageous. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, they're big, hungry. Yeah, they're, they're, they're hungry, uh, hungry man. I could just say we're blessed. That's all I <laughs> so, uh, Big Rev, favorite moment, just one favorite moment in WWE history. Oh man, I've got so many. Don't give me dude, that, that is the impossible. That is the impossible question, dude. Oh, oh man, I, got I don't so have many. a whole bunch of time. I've got time for one. Oh man, let me think. Let me think. Um, He's gonna give you I've top seen, five. Okay, I, I would have to say, I would have to say when Hulk Hogan and The Rock come face to face. because that's two generations. That's two generations right there. That I mean, you know, that I've never. I mean, I got to witness in a lifetime. That was awesome. I, I thought that was a, a really, really awesome moment. The classic and the just, attitude coming together. Yes. Oh, exactly. Yes. Yes. And then the crowd turning on the rock and going for Hogan. And that caused Hogan to go back to the to the red and yellow. You know, that was just a really awesome moment there. Oh, yeah, that was so. his uh, NWO era, right? 
Uh, it was yes, the NWO when he came back to uh, WWE. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm gonna give you, and I'll, I, I, you can give me one more because I'm gonna give you two of my favorites. Okay. Uh, my number one, over the top, all time, Hell in the Cell, Undertaker and Mankind. Uh, great probably, match. Probably great one match. of the greatest matches of all time. Absolutely. Um, and uh, my second one, it has to be probably. Um, I can't remember what WrestleMania it was, but it was when Undertaker and Shawn Michaels fought the second time. When Taker drove, he he uh, dove over the ropes and almost landed on his neck. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I got to go back and watch this. That match was fantastic. That was uh, one of, that was Shawn Michaels' retirement match, I believe. Oh. All right. Uh, my yeah. second one, and this was not a match, just a moment. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. I still love this. When and I, I I'm probably gonna no Jimmy Superfly Snooka and Rowdy Roddy Piper when Piper cracks the coconut over Snooka's head. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Because yeah uh, that was uh, yeah. from what I heard Snooka that was, was a real re coconut wasn't it? It was a real coconut and Snooka yeah. was really upset and really did chase him off the stage. Piper said that, yep, uh, oh, well, from what I heard, Piper said that he didn't want Snooker to catch him. <laughs> yeah. so. I, I just watched a uh, video on YouTube uh, a couple weeks ago. The taker was coming in doing an entrance, and the uh, pyro guys, they had the uh, fire too close to him. No. And it was, a cage, it was a cage match. I think it was in a, uh, I think it was in a WrestleMania, but it actually caught him fire. Ooh. Oh, so he, he ran in and he stripped off. He was stripping off his coat, but he he made it look like uh like he was uh just pissed and getting getting in the in the match or whatever. But he actually second degree burns. He wrestled oh, wow. that match wow. and uh, in that cage match. So the, it, it was it's people say it's fake and to an extent, yes, it's all choreographed. It is what it is. But I mean, these dudes really take a beating. Yeah, these guys oh, really sure. take a. And then when you see what happened to like Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Jake the Snake, how they went through their addictions and they're like, uh, like Jake the Snake, like demanding crack behind stage, go find me some crack cocaine. You know, I mean, a puking in a, I just watched the documentary as well. It's like he's got a, he's like literally sitting over a bucket with like bad things going on, what you would do, but while smoking crack, that's how bad his addiction was. Yeah. And, uh, so, I mean, you know, the, the documentary I saw on him, is because I love Jake the Snake. He's one of my favorite yeah. wrestlers all time. Uh, is that, like you just said, it's his addiction because he didn't really, well, at least in the documentary, it looked like he didn't really want to be addicted. He wanted to be free of this. Right. But he's so addicted that he doesn't know how. And it's, um, oh, what's the dude's name that's helping him out? Diamond Dallas, DDP. DDP, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually met met him he's a really cool dude in real life really really with awesome yoga with the yoga and stuff yeah. right yeah yeah okay yeah. real quick big rev most hated wrestler that you have in you the one you hate the most the guy that just made you just uh, uh <laughs> like again there's so many oh man but there's that one brock lesnar i would have to say oh it's brock really wow because what you see on TV is how he acts in real life. Oh, really? 
Yeah, that's, I've that's heard so many. Heard so many. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't say that to his face, but <laughs> you know, how much would I have to but, pay uh, you? Yeah, <laughs> but he's the type of guy that wants to just clock in, and go to work, and go home. And and that's again, that's just uh, I gotta. I have issues with that, man. You gotta have passion for what you do, which I'm not saying he does, and he's still with it. But right. as far as the care, far as his character, I mean, he just he's hurt so many. So many wrestlers. I mean, right. so he, he, yeah. he's a bad guy to work with because you know you're probably going to get hurt. Oh, of course. Yeah. What about um? What do you think of Ronda being in the Ronda? Yeah, uh, uh, that's yeah, where I'm out to. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah. Rowdy Ronda. I'm not, I'm not the only one. I I I love Rowdy Roddy Piper. He was always like probably one of my favorite wrestlers. Back in the He's superstar the era, era. The I wasn't a, I wasn't a big Absolutely. Hulk Hogan fan. I was a huge Rowdy Roddy Piper fan. Yeah, and the so greatest I, heel ever. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yes. And I like that she pays tribute, and he, you know, let her use all that imaging. See, that's and all the that. thing. I, I but, think they, I think they use that just to try to launch Rousey into the wrestling thing. I think they just well, no, he uh, Rod Rousey, he Rowdy actually, Rod, he actually let her use all that yeah. stuff but i'm saying i'm saying live but i'm saying she probably paid for that stuff because Maybe. she's terrible she's terrible she's a terrible she's awesome. yeah she's a great ufc she's terrible as a wrestler yeah. and even the, the microphone even yeah, the acting just, is just forced yeah you know it's just forced it doesn't sound good i i love her being there because i love Actually, Ronda rousey but her her as a wrestler is like watching a rowdy roddy piper movie that's how bad it is one of the greatest lines in tv and movie the history. Bubble gum. yeah yes they live they live is one of my favorite movies of all time oh my so, gosh uh, i came yeah. here to kick some butt and chew bubble yeah. gum. And, and I'm all out of bubble gum. gum. It's great. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Again. But so, the, I mean, my statement holds true just from yeah. your defense. <laughs> just for the record. Oh. Uh, I, would love to I, would, I would love to continue on. I don't, I cut you off and I'm going to get back to that rep. Um, oh, you're good. Uh, I, I, I'm running out of time though. So uh, let's have you come back and, and man, let's do a wrestling show. We can do that. Patrick, okay. you down? Okay, that's what I thought. So, um, yeah. Uh, what were you going to say, though? Because I did cut you off, Reb. Oh, oh, I was just going to mention, like, one of the superstars that I'm impressed with uh, nowadays, a young a young guy coming up, is that's Austin Theory. Uh, I don't know that. I know a lot of – he's the United States champion right now, but a lot of people don't like him because he's a heel, but I, I really see a lot of potential in Austin Theory, so – Y'all just look him up whenever you get a chance. All right. You know who you know who I miss is Finn Balor. Then he became the demon. And it's like, I really liked that dude when he was like like the 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 face. But then he became like the freaking demon and all crazy. Yeah, now he's with the he's with the judgment day now. He's the leader. Oh, so. I haven't I see I haven't paid attention since uh WrestleMania. Yeah. So as my wife says, it's just the guy's soap opera. That's what wrestling <laughs> much, is, right? It's the guy's yeah. soap opera. Hey, Rev, hey, uh, before these we... are the days of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> like Sam's through the hourglass. Yes. Um, we're going to do another song here. And um, like I said, I, I want to bring you back because I, I just felt we like we scratched the surface. We could talk for hours here. Yeah. Um, oh, man, for sure. But uh, thank you for coming on. Where can people, Oh, no problem. Where can people find you? 
Um, you can find me on Facebook for sure. I'm still one of the Facebook guys. Um, I'm not, I'm not on snap or TikTok or anything. I know I need to, my kids tell me I need to, but no, you don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, you don't find me, look up, look up big rev on Facebook or you can find my, my, my person, my normal page is John Michael Blunt, B L O U N T. Um, um, you can find my music on Apple music, uh, YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, all the online places you can find music on. It's big so, rev R E V big rev. Yeah. Period. Now I do want to tell you guys, there is uh, an artist named big rev from the UK and we couldn't get trademarks on my name from him or because he's from the UK is what I was mm. told. Well, but, but from what I understand, he goes by big reverend. If yeah. you please, if you please, well, I'm the big reverend. I'm here to preach the Christ. Well, yeah. well, when you hear it, he's a secular artist, so he cusses and carries on. So sometimes when you type in my name on YouTube, my, his stuff pops up too, and I get so frustrated because it's like I don't want people thinking that that's who I am. But right. when well, you he does, listen to both, when you listen to both, you will tell the difference. So well, that's because he doesn't give two shillings about what you think, mate. <laughs> He's the big reverend over in the UK, and he's got the king, he's got the queen, he's got the F-bombs to drop, if you know what we say. It's just when you search for Big Rev, uh, scroll down to the bio, and uh, it says Christian Rapper. Yeah, right at the top it says Christian Rapper. rapper, That's how I knew I was on the right one. Yes. But the the UK big reverend, he does the Catholic rap. It's all about about boys and the Pope. Mm. Who's touching who? Oh, oh, man. Oh. oh, we thought we were wow. going to have to edit. Why don't we just bring Sinead O'Connor on with a picture of the Pope, man? Oh, um, man. Hey, hey uh, before this gets out of control, thank you, Big Rev, for uh, coming on the show today. Oh, no problem. It's been a complete honor. Thank you, guys. God yeah. bless y'all. Y'all reach out to me anytime. You got my, you got my email, my phone number, anytime yeah. you need me. So, yeah, definitely. And Pat, Patrick, I'm looking forward to the 27th, brother. Dude, I'm serious about that corn hooligans daggone intro song. Okay. <laughs> just start just start, let me let me know what I owe you to do it. I'll pay you to do it. Um it's corn hooligans is the name and cornhole is the game. So I need a I need a wrestling intro for it. Look me up on Facebook and we'll we'll chat about it. How's that I've already about? hit I've already hit up your big rev page, bro. So Okay. Oh, All right. I'll send you a friend request on my normal one too. So All right, sick, bro. Man, I appreciate it. Oh, oh no by problem, the way, bro. don't let the big rev in, in the UK take your steam. <laughs> you know, Dave, Dave, we're just putting people together on the show. Hey, that's what I do, man. Yeah, we're, we're, we're putting people together. <laughs> I Sharing bring, the love. I bring people together. That's what I do. Yes. That's right. right. Hey. Hey, Big Rev, thanks for coming on the show. We, I, I truly want to talk to you some more. I, yeah. I feel like we didn't even delve as far as I'd like to into your music. We, we, I mean, there was just so much to talk about. So oh, please, yeah. please come back. You're doing a, some shows coming up, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, June 11th, Huntington, Arkansas at the Good Fight. It starts at 6 o'clock. Um, and then I'm going to be at Crocky's Cafe in Hackett, Arkansas, June 30th. I think that one starts at 6.30, and then I'm going to be at the wrestling show July 1st, being the special ring announcer. An Alma, that's in Alma, Arkansas. Bell time is at 6.45, and then I'm going to be at Courage to Change Church here in Fort Smith on uh, August 6th, Sunday night at 6.30. 
so all right 27 cool august so you 27 got <laughs> <Arkansas>. <laughs> august 27th arkansas okay. yeah that's right yeah. Somewhere, yes, yes. somewhere in arkansas i guess all right big rap thank you for coming on let's do another song here aaron it's gonna be wanna be the light thank you Shines in this lost universe. I pray I reach the soul in need with every verse. I wanna be the light that shines. Nothing's impossible. Jesus saved my soul, made my life possible. I wanna be the light that shines. I wanna be the light that shines. It was a dark place. So many cries of the desperate. I can't be separate from the loss that's infected by this world's disease. It's killing me to see poverty. Suicide with teens. Lord, help them please. I'm spitting lines for these critical minds and people. Spiritual lines and lyrical kind. They're lethal weapons. Yo, hear the message. I want to be the light that shines. Yo, peep the description and listen. I see so many lost inside dark rooms. I need to open a window so the light shines through. Hey, I teach my sons to love like Christ. That means to take a hand of the sinner and squeeze in sight You need to let your light shine Matthew 5:16. Let the lost know their souls can be washed clean From the things of this world that took their life But it's okay, you in the hands of Christ I wanna be the light that shines In this lost universe I pray I reach the soul in need With every verse I wanna be the light that shines Nothing's impossible Jesus saved my soul, made my life I wanna be the light that shines I wanna be the light that shines God's love is like a light switch He turns it on instantly It's radiant light Plays beautiful like a symphony He's the beacon of light So let him shine in your life He's the everlasting candle Never blown out at night This world is quite dark This world is quite dim I'm grabbing my Bible and lantern Bringing Christ to them Even though we're in the state of decay We need to overcome death With the light truth in the way I know I said it backwards but that's okay Christ is here and he wants to save you either way I wanna reach the walking dead with all my rhymes It's a fight for your man and they gotta save lives At the same time, let my light shine Never when the dark sunrise all the time God's a lighthouse, so follow us path So you can make it to the gate, see the book in y'all I wanna be the light that shines In this lost universe I pray I reach the soul of me with every verse I wanna be the light that shines Nothing's impossible Jesus saved my soul, made my life possible I wanna be the light that shines I wanna be the light that shines I 
I wanna be the light that shines Nothing's impossible Jesus save your soul Made your life possible Wanna be the light that shines Wanna be the light that shines In this lost universe I wanna be the light that shines Nothing's impossible Jesus save my soul Made my life possible I wanna be the light that shines I wanna be the light that shines I wanna be the light that shines Nothing's impossible Jesus save your soul Made your life unstoppable I wanna be the light that shines I wanna be the light that shines Rocksalt Musecast Experience with Aaron, Dave, Patrick, and Jermaine on a mission from God. Rocksalt Musecast Experience, Aaron, Dave, no Patrick right now. ADP in the house. In spirit, happy birthday to Patrick. Uh, he's off playing with his new batarang. Yes. <laughs> his silver batarang we yes. sent him. So, um, look, honey, what the guys got me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Lovely, another yeah. another toy. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, put it in your toy box. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Patrick's birthday tomorrow, June fourth, and on June second, last night, uh, we went and saw Striper. Yep, the thirty ninth anniversary tour show. Thirty nine years. Thirty nine. Thirty nine years. And they announced last night. 40th year tour. yeah they're gonna do a 40 year anniversary tour next year aaron uh we've always talked about it i think 40th anniversary is when we need to go down to see striper at the whiskey a go-go uh, i'm i can't wait to see the dates all right this time it just didn't work out i i saw yeah. it i was like oh man uh but we're going on our crabbing trip tomorrow we, yes. we go down to the bay and we uh we fish for crabs yeah, we attempt to catch. I don't know. We but did pretty good last year. We did yeah, like we did. 30 last year. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And I expect we'll do pretty good. Yeah, we're going to take uh, the traps and go set some traps, too. Yep. Um, so we saw Striper last night. And uh, Aaron, do you, do you think they get better with age, the same with age, or worse with age? I, I enjoyed myself very much last night. and I, I, I don't want to like... I'm not one to compare one performance to another a little bit. I mean, clearly because of um, the trials that the physical trials that Oz Fox has gone through, mm -hmm. he's not the same, but Michael just, you know, he played guitar all the last entire time. show. The yeah. He was, and, he was helping out on guitar. Yeah. And it was great. And Robert's back there just hailing away on the drum. Yeah. Kit and it's like uh, he's in yeah. his own world, isn't yes. it? Yes. Um, you know, and they and they went through eighteen songs. It wasn't like, you know, they they have tonight and a few more dates of the tour. So it wasn't like the end of the tour. We're going to do a quick fourteen song set and we're out of here. No, you know, we're doing uh, the eighteen songs that we've been doing all through the tour. And so again, they're they're in their sixties. Yeah, I, I'm fifty three. Yeah, they look great. Yes, they really do. Um, and uh. You know, for a band that's been around 40 years, it, it, Michael Sweet 
And I, I don't know about the rest of the guys in the band. I think they're all kind of the same. But, you know, Michael being the front man, that's the guy you see all the time. Uh, Michael Sweet gets it, man. He gets how to connect with his fans and with his audience, not just in a show, but uh, dare I say personally, I mean, you know, on Facebook and social media and stuff like that. And it, they just, do a great job. You know, last night I saw a lot of people wearing the lanyards for the meet and greet. Yeah. So, I mean, people, people like Michael Sweet and the rest of the guys and, uh, you know, meeting them and, uh, you know, getting your picture taken and just talking to him. Yeah. I mean, we saw Perry out by the bus yes. after the show. He said hello. And uh, I got a got a couple cool pictures of Perry. It was difficult to get some pictures because of the way the, the venue is laid out. Uh, there's only there's some limited space in front of the stage and a lot of the space is on the side of the stage. But uh, I love the venue. Goldfields, a great venue. And um, they sounded great. Oz sounded great. Uh, I, I was watching Oz. He, he was looking at his guitar a good portion of the show, but I understand why. I get it. And it's always great when your dad, who's 84, can show up and watch the, the son play. Yeah, Oz's you know? parents were there. Yeah. I wish uh, you would have said, yeah, my dad told me. This band will never work, you know. <laughs> I'm just joking here. I mean, his dad did not say that, but I, it would have been a funny bit. It got a laugh from the the crowd. You See, know, I would have I would have doubled down on it. Oh, you guys would just be playing clubs 40 years from now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and I tell you what, um, I'm not saying they're not opposed to playing bigger venues, but they just have that connection in that small yeah space. Cl- club and you know that's what they're i mean uh you've been to uh the whiskey it's not a big place not a huge place no yeah and they just have a connection with the crowd in the small venues i i gotta tell you i would love to see you got to see striper on a big stage right yes okay i'd love to see him on a big stage i've always seen him in clubs but um they're it's gonna sound so derogatory i don't mean it that way they're a great club band because they can connect. Yeah. You know? Um, and I'm sure um, getting older, um, they wouldn't be, like, running around on the stage. You know, with the small stage, you can't go anywhere. So yeah. you're, just, you're just playing. I'm sure they would do a lot of that um, even on I, a bigger I'm, stage. I'm sure they would have some pyrotechnics and stuff oh, yeah. like that to make the show interesting where they don't necessarily run around all that much. And anymore. Robert Sweet would have this huge drum kit. Oh, you know? wouldn't that be fantastic yeah. to see? You know, when we saw him on the uh, To Hell with the Devil 30th anniversary tour, Robert was playing so hard that he actually, he as he was playing, because he didn't stop playing, but falling off the back of the stool. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that somebody came out and pushed him back up or something like that. But yeah, he was falling off the back of his uh, drum stool because he was just playing so hard. Um. One of the funny things that I heard that night. Now, this was at a bar, by the way. This is a a local club out here in Roseville. Uh, It's a cool place. It's in old Roseville, which they rehabilitated into a nice little uh, uh, downtown area. Yeah, you got some restaurants there. You got the the clubs. Yeah. So it was very lively last night. So this is a great club, you know, 
no problems with security or anything like that. Uh, but it's a bar, and there were some drunk people there that night. And so after uh, after the show, as people were walking out, one guy, he's talking to his buddy as he's leaving, and he passed me, and he says to his buddy, Dude, you get a did you get a Bible? Then he says, I caught an F in Bible, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh I said, Well, I hope he reads it. <laughs> yes. Hope but he does too. He was uh, quite excited about catching that Bible. So I I have been robbed now twice of a striper Bible at a show. <laughs> It's come so close to me. This time I was taking pictures of the band and I didn't see that Michael had thrown a Bible my way and it landed right by my feet and somebody picked it up. Yeah, I saw where you were standing. I knew in the area and I saw the Bible go that way and I was like, I wonder if Dave finally got nope. the Bible. Nope. nope. Uh, if I ever get to talk to Michael, I'm just going to ask him to throw one right in my face. <laughs> yeah, one uh, lady had a sign that one of her bucket lists was to catch a Bible at a striper show. And he brought the sign to the stage to show everybody and then gave her a Bible so she can cross that off her bucket yeah, list. Yeah, great. Uh, you know. It was a good night. Yes, it, it was. It was a good night. You get a chance to go see Striper. Go see Striper. By the way, they're doing uh, something. Uh, they're doing a live streaming show, I think, from Nashville. Yep. On June 7th. And all you... Uh, you know, rockers, Christian music rockers out there. Um, Jamie Rowe, former lead singer of Guardian or current lead singer of Guardian, however that works, uh, is opening that show. Oh, really? And okay. so uh, just like Les Carlson, who I'm going to contact for the show, um, opened a show in Portland. So, uh, it, you know, I think it's great um, to have some of these old rockers they used to play with on bigger stages yeah. come. By the way. I, I continue to say this. Motley Crue made a big mistake using Joan Jett on their tour instead of Striper. Oh, yeah. I, I love Joan Jett. Don't get me wrong. She's a great act. I've seen her a couple of times. But, I mean, wouldn't you rather go see Motley Crue, Def Leppard, and Striper? Yes. I mean, that makes more sense, doesn't it? And Poison was in there, too. Oh, yeah, Poison. I forgot about yeah. Poison. So... I just thought it would have. I I thought that would have been a great draw. I totally would have. Been, are you kidding me? I'd totally go to that show. So uh, anyhow, a better fit. Yeah, that that's that's it. A better fit because Joan Jett is great. Uh, she's fantastic on stage. Yeah, and um, so you get a chance to go see Striper. Go see him. It's totally worth it. Uh, if you don't, go live stream him. It's totally worth it. Absolutely. Let's wrap it up, Aaron. Yes. All right. It but was it, a great day. Yeah. Thanks it, to Big Rev for coming on the show and talking wrestling and everything else. And uh, go check him out on Spotify. Big Rev with a period after his name. Yes. Because there's two Big Revs. So make sure you get the right one. Big Rev with the period after his name. Spotify, Facebook, he's on the socials except for Snap and, and uh, TikTok, TikTok, and that's quite all right. I'm not on those things either. Um, Patrick, happy birthday. Yes. And what do you say? Happy trails. Happy trails.
Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus. Jesus is a friend. 